2022 is literally right around the corner. It's New Year's Eve. In today's podcast, we're going to take a look back at some of the top stories for 2021. You may remember some of them, you may not, but you're going to enjoy today's podcast. So stay tuned. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. Untangling your finances. Welcome. It is your finances untangled with Mo Param of the firm Cloud Vesters, fiduciary firm, virtual, but with the human touch. So convenience in all ways and the comfort of knowing that someone knows you, who you're working with is also a human being who knows you. Mo Param is with this firm, of course, uh, Cloud Vesters, which is recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins. Uh, it's always it's common for for people to do a year in review, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, but we're recording on New Year's Eve Eve. Happy New Year's Eve Eve, Mo. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing today, Dave? I'm good. How are you? Good. Did you have a good Christmas? I did, except for that good. one story I told you about. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, eating yeah. 60 meatballs. <laughs> My nephew well, brought these meatballs over, and he said he, you know, had them mixed in with... Um, I don't even remember. It's chili sauce and something else. It was they were delicious, and he brought this huge crock pot and a, a lot of toothpicks. He laid them out, so I kept going back, stabbing it with the toothpick. <laughs> we figured out I ate sixty. That is insane. It is insane. That is insane. You got to have self control, Dave. Well, I got to have, not have meatballs for a while. That's for sure. <laughs> How was your Christmas? <laughs> uh, good. It was good. It was yeah. good. A lot of good gifts um, on my end. And, mm-hmm. you know, I always love giving gifts to others. So uh, it was very laid back. And, um, yeah, I talked about it on my last podcast. But new niece, Brooklyn, uh, she's doing great. She's a uh, little almost two weeks old now. So uh, really good Christmas. Looking forward to uh Looking forward to this New Year's, though. Oh, me too. Me too. And looking forward to the New Year. I did want to say I was it was very nice meeting your mother. And, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, you were, um, she was with you when, when Brooklyn was first born. I do love that name, Brooklyn. It was a pleasure meeting your mother. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to 2022, trying to be optimistic that it's going to be a good year. I, I am too. I am too. You know, we... Uh, the market uh, on the market side, it's looking. December's looked really good. We've we're starting to see that that Santa Claus rally that we've seen in the last few years, and that's um, that's basically the last week of the calendar year. Uh, we, we start to see a rally in the market. So, as true to form, we're starting to see that rally, and uh, we're getting positive numbers from the uh, in from from employment. Um, very, very much lower than um, than we anticipated. So, yeah, I'm I'm assuming that, and I'm expecting that 2022 is going to be a really great year. Well, I hope so. And another thing too, although you know we're dealing with uh, with Omicron, um, from what I read, consumer spending was up in fourth quarter. Oh, this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so I. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Omicron has it has dominated the the headlines last few months but you know what we've seen is the i guess the severity of the of the of the virus isn't as severe as the original COVID 19 and and delta uh this one just seems to be spreading a little faster yeah yeah more contagious it seems like contagious but doesn't seem as uh impactful 
if that's the right word or not. I, but, I, it, uh, it, it is, and I think you're right. I agree. You know what I'm hoping is that Omicron is the beginning of the end. I'm hope. I think everybody's hoping that. Yes. To go back to some sense of normalcy. I mean, really, we oh, we deserve it. We need it. Well, let's look back at 2021. As we were putting this together, Mo, you and I both talked about. Uh, we opened the year with a weird thing: the whole GameStop phenomenon, uh, the fiasco, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. What? So that's that's how we opened the year. Uh, take us back to that wonderful time. What happened? Oh yeah. Um, long story short, we saw in a matter of days. Right? I would even say. I would have been laid out as weeks, a matter of days, right? GameStop, which is a uh, a gaming store where you can buy video games, video cons- consoles. Uh, most people know what GameStop is. But we saw their stock rise from about $17 a share at the beginning of January to over two, to actually over $340 <laughs> by the end of the month. <laughs> And how, pray tell, did <laughs> this happen? That is, a, that is a 19, that's about a 1900% return. Wow. <laughs> now, and, and, uh, and this was manipulated, right? I mean. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it was in, in some areas of, of a manipulation. So there were some hedge funds that were betting on uh, GameStop being lower. Right, lower in, in open price, so mm-hmm. that was their strategy behind it. And by putting these investment uh, positions in place, if GameStop, if GameStop stock value decreases, then these hedge fund managers make money. I'll mm-hmm. just keep it simple like that. Yeah. Well, there was a a um, uh, kind of an internet back channel. Um, uh, uh, how you want to call it, internet chat room, if you want to call it, uh, yeah. on Reddit, uh-huh. that basically identified the hedge fund managers that had that they were shorting stocks. And basically what they did was, was basically had this movement to drive the price of GameStop and other companies too. I mean, I think BlackBerry was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond was another one of these companies that these hedge fund managers were shorting. So they made a concerned effort to basically raise the price of these stocks. And how do you do that? By plowing in more money and just keep buying it, keep buying it, keep Uh. buying it, which will raise the pricing up. Uh And remember, these hedge fund managers were betting that the price of GameStop will go down. Because when you short a stock, you have to satisfy your commitment. Uh So if they're, for instance, if they're thinking that, 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 uh, that GameStop was going to go to $10 a share, then all of a sudden it's at $250 a share. Well, they're screwed, right? Because yeah, they're, they're not buying yeah. one or two shares. They're buying hundreds of thousands of dollars, oh. I mean, hundreds of thousands of shares. Oh man. That's, yeah. It's wild. Man. So and, I mean, could yeah. that have happened 20 years ago? You know, I don't know. I don't think so because the message would have to have been, the the reason why it happened so fast is because the message social spread. media social media right you can be in a chat room and be in a room of a million people and you just yeah. blast uh, a, a statement a comment it goes viral and you can have a million people do um, um, act immediately well twenty years ago you didn't have that unless 
you didn't have that type of uh, that that type of outreach uh, at that capacity, that speed. Right. You had so, maybe the primitive version, but not like that. You know, when you were saying that, it reminded me of back when the uh, you know the crazy morning zoo DJs would tell people in the city they were in the market they were in to do something crazy and many of the listeners would do it but this is on a worldwide level <laughs> that we're talking right, about anyone, here yeah anyone who has internet anyone who has access to the stock market right that's mm-hmm. basically anyone in the world who really um had some money and really wanted to you know stick it to these hedge fund managers man what and, a way yeah actually <laughs> one of one of them um it was like Melvin Capital lost like three billion dollars wow. in, in in all of this. <clears throat> Man, yeah, that's just you know, we see things now we've never thought of before that could possibly happen. So, and that's how the year started. Yeah, that's how it started. <laughs> that's how it started. And then, uh, you know, we started. Everyone started taking a look at crypto. Not to say everyone understood cryptocurrency, but people <laughs> right. started looking at it. So, would you call twenty twenty year the the infancy year of crypto? I think it's the year. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call it the infancy, but I would say it's the year where it came of age. It became of age. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a perfect word, uh, perfect phrase. It came of age mm-hmm. um, because you know last year, twenty twenty. You know, I knew what Bitcoin was. I think even the year before that, um, and there was actually, you know what? I remember the first time I heard the term Bitcoin. Uh huh. Uh, and I was meeting with this uh, uh, a guy for business. And he was he was working on Bitcoin. I was asking, and I asked him, "I've never heard it before. Like, what is that?" And he was like, "It's digital currency." And I said, "Okay, what is that?" And he said, "It's just a way for us to exchange currency, you know, online, digitally." And I was like, "All right, you lost me. I have no idea what you're talking about." So if you said that and to me at first, I'd be like, "Oh, you mean like when I deposit a check?" <laughs> right. <laughs> take a picture of a check on my phone uh, and put it in the bank. <laughs> uh, and that was that was like 2016. Uh, oh, so really? I had, so, yeah, oh. I had, uh, but I had no idea what it was, right? Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't call it so the, the coming of age because all of a sudden, you know, we, we started seeing more coins, right? We started seeing Ethereum. Uh, Dogecoin, yeah. which was which was started off as a joke. Right. That was another one of these. It started uh, as a joke, and now it's real. Is that right? Well, y- yes, yeah. It started off as a joke where um, this, this these programmers cr- wanted to make fun of cryptocurrency. Basically, they were really doing it to make fun. So Doge <laughs> was a was a dog character, and coin, right? Coin, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, there was weird another, world we live another in. one of those Reddit valleys where um, they wanted to see if people wanted to see if they can get this 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 uh, this fake coin, this fake crypto, see how high they can get it. And actually, I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and uh, they were interviewing a Dogecoin millionaire, and he put in two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, mm-hmm. and in the course of I think three weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Mm-hmm. It shot up to over a million dollars. Holy, wow! Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's the, so now we're seeing, you know, we're seeing so many different types of coins. Um, this year, we saw uh, Coinbase, which is a trading platform, a trading exchange for cryptocurrencies. We're seeing more of that, uh, uh, you know, 
month by month. Does the quantity uh, devalue it? The fact that it's growing in numbers? Well, from, from what I've heard, it's there's certain coins that just have a limited amount of coins that are there. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, how it gets value, right? They can't. So that's how he gets his value. Mm-hmm. He can't, he can't reproduce it. So, um, so, so yeah, so the, the, the various different coins, I don't think it loses its value of, of, of the cryptocurrency overall. Uh-huh. I look at it at more of, if you think back to early two thousands, right? Late mm-hmm. 19, late, late nineties, early two thousands, when everything had a dot com dot net at the bottom at the back of their name, yeah. right? And everything was just going gangbusters. That was a bubble though. It, but there was a bubble, right? But twenty twenty one, could you imagine life without the internet? True. That's true. So yeah. so I think so I'm thinking for me, what I think now is all of these coins, they're in my opinion, they're all they will all won't survive. Right? Oh, okay. But some of them evolution, are going to be evolution, right? Survival of maybe, the fittest. Maybe Bitcoin is going to be the one. Maybe Ethereum is going to be the one. Maybe Dogecoin is going to be the one. Who knows? Well, right? you don't know. But Bitcoin to me is like the Band-Aid and the Xerox. Uh, you know how Band-Aid was a brand name, but we all call it Band-Aid. You got a Band-Aid. I just got a paper cut. You got a Band-Aid. And Bitcoin is branded so well, it's become really the name for crypto for many. Right. You know? Yeah, it is. It I'm going to Xerox it, and I'm <laughs> investing in Bitcoin, and you're really in Dogecoin. <laughs> uh, well, wait, look, it's not going anywhere, and uh, it did come of age in 2021. Here's something else that happened in 2021. We were reintroduced to high inflation. Oh, were we? <laughs> worry <laughs> yeah. yeah hi uh, uh, lucky to meet high inflation <laughs> hadn't seen you in a while when was it 1980 maybe 90 uh, but i mean it was really high in the late 70s and early 80s yeah yeah and and you know this year we saw inflation hit as high as like six six point eight percent yeah so inflation has been high and it's been increasing there's there's a lot of reasons why right we have low interest rates uh, definitely we have some supply chain issues, um, supply and demand. So inflation has just seen it's rearing its ugly head. Uh, not everywhere. Yeah. Right. But you know, it, it is, you know, the cost of energy, the cost of gas has gone up. Uh, the cost right. of housing has gone up. Um, you know, so what, what we're seeing and what some investors are worried about for n- next year, 2022, is what the impact of inflation is going to be. And, and really, can their, can their incomes keep up with this, with the cost of living, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think 6.8 is going to, inc- it's going to keep it's, it's keep steady, right? But infl- if inflation does creep up to, you know, 3% overall for next year, I mean, that, that's pretty high. Mm-hmm. And and if if your income isn't keeping up with inflation, then we have a problem. Well, there's more we'll look at. 2021, yeah, another wild year in the financial world. So we're doing a, a year in review, financial review, uh, with Mo Param on the podcast for this week as we're about to enter 2022. And hold on, because it's probably going to be a wild ride in 2022 as well. well. We'll have to see. Looking back at 2021, more to come. On your finances, Untangled. How can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning? The convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch. 
That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. Hey, we're back. It's Your Finances Untangled. Mo Param of CloudVestors. And again, that website uh, is CloudVestors.com. Uh, they're working with people in all stages of their financial life. And it's really good to have a committed uh, fiduciary firm with you, behind you. Because as we're discussing now, as we look back on the year 2021 and ahead a little bit to 2022, uh, the financial universe is ever-changing. And, I mean, we all have our own things we do. We don't have uh, an extra 40 to 60 hours a week to be financial experts. It's really good these days to have a good, uh, good fiduciary team with you. And this is, a, this is right in keeping with where we are today technology-wise. CloudVestors is um, more of a virtual firm, so you can be anywhere and, and start a financial relationship with a human at CloudVestors, <laughs> a human being who knows you. Hey, we're looking back uh, at 2021 financially. We looked at the GameStop fiasco, which launched the year. We looked at cryptocurrency coming of age. We looked at inflation going up, and that probably wasn't a big shock for many. I mean, good gracious, Our uh, speaking of needing a Band-Aid, after COVID, our, our, uh, our, our economy needed or may still need a Band-Aid. And speaking of needing a Band-Aid, here's one thing that can act as a Band-Aid possibly, and that's higher interest rates. And that, that's another thing we could be looking at. And I want to tie that in, Mo, because I'm interested in this, because one of the things we saw in 2021 was the housing market going crazy, real crazy. estate. And I'm just wondering, before we look back at that, will interest rates going up, will that slow that down so we don't have a bubble burst in that? Or what, what, do you, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, that's, that's yeah, you know, uh, rising interest rates could, could, you know, deter one from maybe buying a home, right? I mean, interest rates were so low that it was cheap, right? Cheap for someone to move in and buy a house if they mm -hmm. had the cash, they had the, 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 the funds available for it. Lucrative uh, for those selling too. <laughs> lucrative, for, lu very lucrative for those selling. Um, but you know, I, I think right. I think the interest rates, uh, rising interest rates, is according to what the uh, how the Feds are are saying this, they're going to be very slow and steady with the with the increases. So I don't know if uh, a, if a rising if next year we're going to start to see a complete screeching halt. In the in the uh, the 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 home the real estate market overall. No, I don't. Yeah, um, I don't think so. Uh, but you know, I think what 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 we might see is maybe just a little bit of a slowdown on the uh, construction. Right, it is it is getting a little more expensive maybe. to actually yeah. build a home. So that that might that might slow down a little bit. But it's. <sighs> I think there is going to be, there has to be something, right? Because 
prices can't continue to increase this way, right? I mean, um, no, I mean, it? where I is this in? <laughs> uh, last year, well, I guess this year, eighteen uh, percent increase year over year from the cost of of a single family home. Yeah, I mean that's 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 huge. Eighteen percent increase. How could that go on like that? <laughs> uh, I think I think I read somewhere where the the, the median sale of a of a house was like th- over three hundred thousand dollars, which is up from like two seventy five from the year before. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, there's been some pent up demand for for homes um, because you know people have been renting and have been waiting for you know interest rates to get to a point where they can actually purchase a home. But the rental the rental space may be an issue because I'm seeing rents go up. You know, I uh, and again, kind of going back with the inflation. If 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 the housing if if living costs too much and your and your income isn't keeping up with it, right? I don't know how 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 that's going to impact the rental space, right? I don't know how many people can actually start affording to to pay rent. Well, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, uh, I, I think that, I think that's one of the, the not big, everybody the big, uh, even wants to be a homeowner. I mean, truly, I know people who's like I prefer renting, and not everybody yeah. can be a homeowner. That's right. Not a lot of people want to. There's a there's a whole movement on 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 millennials not buying homes. Yeah, so that's an issue. That's an issue. Um, wow. I, so I don't know. Maybe maybe this will somehow keep it in check a little bit if interest rates go up. The other changing thing is commercial real estate. You know, all those strip malls that come up and they're really just for offices. You know, you'll see like mm-hmm. a lawyer's office and insurance office and all that. I'm wondering, I mean, is this is not a, the best time to be in commercial real estate, is it? You know, it, it kind of depends, right? We're, we're actually in this, in this, um, scenario right now where we're looking to for, for new space for for more space mm-hmm. and the question is do we rent right or do we rent office space which yeah. comes with its with its perks right mm-hmm. um, you can yes it's kind of a pain in the butt to kind of break a lease if you really wanted to but you could right so if yeah. you wanted to be if you wanted to move from one part of the town to another um, but with the cost it's almost as you might as well just buy buy a property right point so so that's but when you buy a property right now you're kind of fixed into that area right and being being more of a of a virtual firm you know that's one of the things that we're 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 debating on is where do we move or where do we we add more offices right yeah on a permanent fixture but you know the world is moving into more zoom zoom culture right so these commercial spaces where Five years ago was a no-brainer that everyone would just walk into a lawyer's office, a financial advisor's office, a you know whoever it is. Fast forward five years later, twenty twenty-one. Uh, if, if personally speaking, if I can avoid going to stores, I would. Yeah. Right. So I did a lot of my Christmas shopping online. Mm-hmm. So the commercial space is is tough, and the commercial space is tough. Our old office, um, you know, there aren't a lot of people. It's still almost at 25, maybe even 30% capacity. There's still people, there's still offices that are still empty. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people are preferring working at home. A lot of companies are taking a second look at it because they're like, well, daggone, productivity didn't go down. But, you know, we don't have to stock paper towels and toilet paper and coffee and, <laughs> and pay rent on a place or whatever, pay the electric bill. And I, I just think, 
I I don't think we can put that genie back in the bottle. Yeah, I really don't. Um, I don't think so. Do you? I think we, no, I think we're going to see more of a, of a hybrid approach, where, you know, maybe two two days in the office, yeah. three days remote, something something along that lines. But I think, but I think the days of of a of a five day in office work week. I think those days are gone. You know, I think we're changing our attitudes, too, from the, um, you know, you must work until you punch the clock when the whistle blows and slide down the dinosaur and yell out (laughs) yabba-dabba-doo because the work day's over. I think it's, I I mean, I think we're shifting to get the work done, get the job done. Let's get it done. Yeah. uh, Don't sit around on your twiddling your thumbs till quitting time get it done my pro that's probably what boosted productivity because they're at home they're like the quicker i get this done the quicker i can do something else yeah you know yeah. i don't know i i just interesting to see i just wonder what people will do in the future because um th- th- i feel bad for the brick and mortar stores for one thing I do. Uh, and it, it's convenient like you said it's convenient to shop I mean, who we all do uh i also i mean i'm reading about AI that can actually develop a person. It's not a living person, but would be like a, say, for instance, a very attractive person. So that could be print modeling taken care of without having to hire an actual human model. They're actually working on AI that can sound like radio, you know, uh, deliver like the the pitch perfect radio voice, if you will. And really, yeah. So who, who, what, what are we going to do? In the future. (laughs) And as AI grows exponentially, you know, I've always told myself, well, we could always just pull the plug on it, but we can't pull the plug on it because we're so dependent on it. The Internet went out for 10 minutes this morning and it was Armageddon. Everybody's running around looking like zombies. I don't know what to do. The Internet's down. So. What do we do? Let's go back to sleep. Uh, I just don't understand. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. We, we've it's become so ingrained in our in our culture that again, it's one of those things you can't get the genie out of the bottle. I mean, you can't. I don't put think the genie well, back no, in you the bottle can't. At this point. You can't stop progress e- either. But I do worry about. And I guess they said it back in 1890. They said we're we're doomed with these horseless carriages and. What what will the blacksmiths and the buggy whip producers do now in the future? There'll be no more jobs. We're doomed. Please, please pen a letter to President Grover Cleveland. <laughs> Let's post that letter to President Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> All right, as we look back at 2021, one more thing to touch on. We talked about high consumer spending in fourth quarter. I was reading it was pretty high, which was good news. But the government sure spent a lot of money in 2020 and 2021. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to pay that bill at some point. I was I was hoping we wouldn't touch on that, but because uh, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't want to dep- uh, rile up some of my listeners. But, yeah, yeah, this year, 2021, we saw... Uh, an enormous amount of government spending in the trillions, you know, between the uh, American Rescue Plan Act, which was, I think it was that 1.9 trillion, the uh, the infrastructure uh, law that passed, that was like 1 trillion, 
uh, you know, actually since March of last year, so this is like the beginning of the pandemic, uh, Congress has provided a record of $5.4 trillion in response to the pandemic. Wow. I mean— $5.4 trillion. That, that is five point four thousand billion dollars that is <laughs> what was that number five point five, five thousand billion five thousand billions yeah they um, that's crazy and you know and sometimes they get in uh, a two-week debate battle over ten billion dollars but sometimes it just it blows my mind sometimes because they don't blink at five a trillion <laughs> <laughs> But no, car, right? we can't Five have trillion. that ten billion. I and that ten billion's a lot. I mean, that's ten thousand million. But that's, um, that's a lot. It's just numbers that just really blow your mind. You've heard those calculations of if you had, uh, and I I don't have it in front of me now, but uh, a, a billion seconds, how how long that would be, and then a trillion seconds, how long that would be, and the difference is yeah. just unbelievable. It's- yeah, it's astronomical. Yeah. Astronomical. Um, I was talking to, oh my gosh, who was I talking to? Oh yeah, I was talking to a client and and uh, we we're talking about large cap, small cap, mid cap companies. And she was, I think she said something like small companies. Like I don't really want to, uh, she said, she didn't really want to invest in small companies, like small cap companies, which, mm-hmm. you know, small cap companies are like $3 billion companies, right? Yeah. So these aren't small mom and pop. No. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, you know, that makes sense, you know, compared to Apple, which is $1 trillion. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, yeah, Elon so Musk could... had to pay just recently 11, <laughs> was it 11 billion in taxes? No, he couldn't pay 11 I think billion it was, a, let me see, how much, what was his, I mean, I can check it real quick. It was crazy. Maybe not 11 billion. Elon Musk tax tab. <laughs> Maybe I'll search <laughs> it that way. Uh, I will pay over $11 billion in taxes this year. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, the yeah. majority of us can't even comprehend having $11 billion in total. I can't in even comprehend having $11 million in total. Wait a minute. I well, can't even well, comprehend having 11000 I'm kidding. Think um, about this. Um, we... we World War II for for inflation, like if you inflate it, the cost of World War II is about four four point five trillion. Okay, and we spent over World War II tab in uh, less than two years. And granted, it was a world event, and granted, some of it was necessary. Um, but then, granted, it's not always necessary because not to you know, I don't want to get political, but. You can't account for every dollar out of that, I'm sure, in sales. A lot of it was. Yeah. A lot of it was necessary. Yeah. I, a lot uh, of it was necessary, but uh, I, a lot of it hasn't even been used yet. There's still, yeah, there's yeah, still money yeah. that was that was that was been used to fight this uh, to to keep the economy afloat that still hasn't been used yet. Uh, but yeah, no, this year, this 2021, we saw, you know, the the the, the government spent so much money, right? And that's and that's another reason why there are fears of inflation, right? Yeah. At some point, you know, some of the spending is going to have to be dealt with yeah. one way or another. It if is. it's rising costs, if it's rising taxes, taxes. Uh, some way, some shape or form, it's going to have to be dealt with. Somebody's going somebody's to pay this this bill. Well, in the meantime, Mo, we have some peas and collards, and let's don't think about that. Let's still be optimistic about 2022. 
Yes, yes. 2022, watch out for inflation and watch out for meatballs if someone brings them to your uh, <laughs> yes, definitely. To your, to your dinner. But I will eat collards <laughs> because I think that's a southern thing, but that represents prosperity in the coming year. The green. Does it really? Yeah, the green. Yeah. Yeah. I go. guess it could be green anything. Uh, if you're in California, be sure to have some kale. <laughs> well, Mo, happy new year. You too, Dave. Have a great new year. Be safe. Be merry. And uh, don't eat yeah. meatballs. And don't eat meatballs. I we are in the eighties now of podcasts. So I look forward to twenty twenty two and more more great conversation with you. Same here, Dave. And hopefully you'll stay with us on the podcast, Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Moise Param and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. 